0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of That's So Neat. I'm your host, Neetu, and today our neat topic of discussion is. Racism in sports and uh, what we can do to help combat it because as much as there's been a lot of work that's been done, um, there is still a lot more we can do. So, um, before I jump into the podcast, I do want to say quick disclaimer that all thoughts, opinions that are shared in this podcast are opinions of my own and do not represent any entity I ha- am, have been, or will be affiliated with in the future. So, Without further ado, let's roll the intro. I am so excited about today's episode. Today we are going to be joined by Dampy Brar from Upna Hockey to talk a little bit about what he is doing, um, what him and his partner rather are doing to help bridge the gap of hockey and the South Asian community, just so we can increase our representation and we can connect our community to the hockey community, which is huge here in Canada. Um, but before I jump into that and start talking to Dampy, I want to give a little bit of a background of why this topic is so important. I feel like we have done a lot of work um, to move towards inclusion, to move towards, and now we're having more conversations that are raw and unfiltered, and these are the conversations that are going to help us break down some of the be- the barriers that we see. However, there is still so much work that needs to be done. Um, we're often seeing a lot of racism with the sporting world, whether that's from spectators to the actual players or, um, just in the organizations themselves. Um, it's something that we all need to talk about. It's something that we need to start, um, voicing our concerns about, but again, being a part of the communication, being a part of, uh, trying to solve the problem and get to the root of it. Um, It's through education, it's through conversations, and it's through resources. So today, before I jump into my interview with Dampy, I wanted to highlight some of the things that you might hear when we're trying to talk about racism in sport. One of the biggest things that I have noticed is that um, often race is attributed to things that people can and cannot do when it comes to sports. For example, any European person, um, is almost assumed to be a better soccer or football player. Um, because again, that's the culture that they grew up in. If you think about, um, African American people, it's almost just attributed that either they're going to be in basketball or they're going to be in football. And I feel like, when you see, say, for example, uh, African American that's a hockey player, you kind of scratch your head being like, nah, that's not a black man's sport. So it may just seem like it's a passing comment. However, there is a hidden racial agenda behind those comments it's not just oh yeah well that's the attribute of this person it's because no a black person should not be skating on ice they should be playing basketball or they should be in the NFL um, same with Tiger Woods Tiger Woods actually um, in 2011 I believe um, was Someone commented on him and called him the black arse. I think it was Steve Williams described him as the black arse, which sparked so much controversy um, about the dynamic between woods and the world of golf because um, black people weren't seen as golfers back in the day. So um I think it's also seen as like what you can and cannot do is based on your race. Um, another thing I noticed about racism in the sports is that it can come just in the stands you can experience racism just being a fan of the sport um i remember uh going to hockey games or even when i started watching hockey and this is i'd say i mostly started following hockey i always watched it but more so in 2004 when the calgary flames um had that amazing playoff run and i remember a lot of people at my school because i went to a school where it's predominantly white people and i heard brown people don't watch um hockey they watch cricket Uh, Go watch Cricket Smelly Curry is literally what someone said to me. And so I think back to those comments and it's like, why can't we all just united and be able to watch sports um as much as we like to say sports um unite us they can actually divide us significantly too because um people classify you as things that you can't and cannot do and i think it's not just sports and racism but it can be anywhere and that's something that um i think we don't understand i remember tyson was talking about this of like doing the work at home so what are some of the things that we're doing um i I actually saw a Twitter post about a mom who I was so proud of. Um, It's a South Asian mom who took to her Twitter to talk about her experience with her child's name. And her child had a name that was very sick um, because she was Punjabi and it was a harder name to pronounce. Um, But she said that the instructor read the name and rather than asking for correction or asking for um, help trying to sound the name out, they automatically said, oh, I always get the hard names in my list. And she talks about what a problem that was. She talks about how um, not only did that comment make her child feel like they were less than or they were a problem just based on their name, it gave them an unfair advantage to things like making friends because... If you're an instructor and you hear your instructor making these comments about someone, that has the potential to lead into racism, name-calling, um, discrimination, just based on the fact of your name. They didn't even take into consider- consideration that this child might have more skills and abilities and actually be able to be a, a great swimmer. Um but it just shows you that racism is prevalent in many facets of our world and sports is one of them. Whereas I like to think that sports can be a place where we can unite and actually um, combat racism. Um, it's Uh, by talking about it by raising awareness to it um actually just a few days ago here in calgary there was an incident um a influencer here who has a huge platform luckily shared a post of her dad being racially attacked um at a game and um it took Everything by storm and a lot of attention through social media, um, through sharing, through, um, even people like Upna Hockey sharing it on their posts of raising awareness to it. We saw that the, the organization that was in question actually took, um, action immediately to try to help the family, gave them more tickets, but again, apologized. Um, I think it's through standing up and raising awareness. And when these kind of things happen, if we are causing, um, not an uproar, but if we are talking about it, we'll see that they're going to start diminishing because, um, there's such a strong community. So there's support in numbers. Um, and that's something that I continue encouraging everybody to do. Keep talking about it. Do the work. Have conversations that are educational. Um, because again, sports are beautiful and they are meant to kind of, um, bring us together and give us a collective sense of being. Um, But that's something that this next conversation or the next part of this podcast is going to talk about. Dampy and I had a wonderful conversation. Um, He has been so involved in the hockey community, in the NHL, um, and he currently runs an amazing organization called Apna Hockey that helps bridge the gaps for South Asians and um, helps them gain more access and get them connected to the hockey world. So we're going to hear about his experience, how he calmed um racism and uh, what work they are doing currently to help support the South Asian community and to help get the community more um, connected to the hockey community. So I will jump into that part next. I am so excited about today's episode. I have, I've known him for time and he's kind of seen me grow up for throughout the years, but I have someone who's very influential in our South Asian community, especially the NHL community. I have Dan Varar with me. Hi, Dan
1: Hi, uh, Neetu. It's been great uh, to finally get to see you. Uh, I know uh, we've been in family functions together and stuff, but uh, I like what you're doing. Uh, these podcasts do make a difference, and I'm glad that you're doing this in this venture, and so I wish you the best of luck with this. Though
0: thanks Stampy and you and I have had so many conversations even off air and just in our since we've known each other for however many years of how it's so important to connect community to some of these conversations that we're having so that our future generation is proud about being South Asian proud about proud about being Punjabi in general so before right. we jump into our topic today of sports and racism give us a little input I mean you have a lot of stuff that you do um with uh sports and just the NHL so tell us a bit about yourself and how you are so connected to the sporting world
1: yeah my well Dampy's my uh, uh I guess my nickname uh, my mm-hmm. real name is Amandeep and uh but I grew up in a small town of Sparrow B.C. Uh, I got the opportunity to play hockey because in our community of the coal mining industry, there was about 65 families in Sparwood and then there's Elkford, Crows, Pass and Fernie. So the small four small communities, there's a bunch of, there's a, a great number of East Indian families. And uh, uh, before me, there was about four, four or five older East Indian boys that played ice hockey. Right. And then then there was a couple, there was about two or three that were a year older than me and then a couple years older than me. So that allowed my parents to put me in hockey. Uh, usually, usually, when you come to Canada, uh, if somebody's doing something that is positive, you follow. Yeah. Uh, so, in a small town, they're like, "You put Dempy in hockey and see what happens." You know, it's just basically giving an opportunity to play, exercise. Um, I started excelling at a young, uh, my third year of hockey, I ended up playing with the older kids. So I ended up getting moved up on that team. We had four East Indians on that team. That includes me. And, right. uh, that was pretty cool to see. Cause I got moved up with older kids and here I'm playing with three other pl- uh, players that look like me. So I had that kind of the, the ease of going in. Cause I, uh, you know, being the oldest boy. Parents wanted to keep the 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 English, uh, sorry, the Punjabi language, the traditions and so forth. So as it was like a Christmas tree. That's why in numerous podcasts I said it was like everybody played, and then as as you get older, either they dropped off because of skill level or interest level, or they went to school sports, or the parents didn't want to go and. Travel as much as we did to play hockey. So it, right. the parents are a very big, crucial part my upbringing and um, for me to play hockey. So from starting from watching Indian kids play hockey in our on the street in front of our townhouse, which is predominantly South Asians there, right? To then making it at one level lower than the NHL at one point, there was a lot of stuff that went on during that journey and uh, and obviously after my playing days. Uh I kind of stepped away from ice hockey, played a lot of ball hockey, was really entrenched in the South Asians playing ball hockey. Yeah. Um and then I had kids, and then it was like uh no-brainer to put them in hockey. But <laughs> yeah, and they're fantastic, uh, by the way. They're really Yeah, good. no, they're good. And uh and for me, um uh the the concept of up no hockey, giving back to the community, uh giving back to our culture started at the age of about 13. Um And I didn't, you know. Obviously, the concept of up in hockey was, you know, you're young. But I was very skinny. uh, Confidence level wasn't high. Self esteem wasn't high. Um, Like how my son is now, and I'm not even close to being (laughs) how, you know, how they are right now. Right. And I, I, you know, my two years of pee wee, that was from age 12 and 13. I wasn't the best player. I I went from superstar to scoring goals at, you know, at at any point to, to playing on a triple A team, which is a select team. And I'm just a normal player. And the parents had a hard time dealing with that. They were like, well, you know, and like I said, I was very scrawny and that's genetics. And they were like, you're not eating properly. You don't do this. So my parents had a hard time parenting me through hockey. And I, at one point, like, I was like, I don't like it but I wanted to play. It's yeah. it's like, I have passion for it, but I, I didn't like that two years of my hockey. And that really it clicked in my mind. And I said, I told myself, I'm going to be physically fit when I get older. I didn't know mm-hmm. if I was going to be six, three or six, two or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to be physically fit, but I'm going to, I'm going to be able, I wanted to mentor to our families, our kids, mm-hmm. uh, or, the, or my parents, my peer level to, to be, you know, I just wanted to have that physical body just, and not to show off, but to, to inspire others and motivate yeah. others. So I got to do that and I still try to stay in good shape and, and play sports. Uh, and the second part was like, I wanted to get as far in hockey as possible to give back to the community. And I thought learning from my parents and other parents, how they treaded on sports, I was like, I can make a difference. But you know, when you're at that age, you, you just think, and yeah. but that led to, you know me and Lali Tour, who's uh, in Edmonton. He's my partner. He's 16 years younger. He had a lot of experience with racial abuse uh, in hockey. He felt that he couldn't make it to certain levels because of racism. And he always says that if he had some mentor like myself uh, growing up, he would have had an, uh, an easier time dealing with it. Um, and now with my son, you know, and daughter. Um, you know, they're second generation, you know, yeah. they, they born raised here. They say my dad's here, born here. And uh, so it's easier transition. So that, that, that was the kind of the birth of up in hockey from both of us. And it's how we, it's, it's amazing how we kind of merged together. Yeah. Um, I played professionally for seven years. Um, Good. I have fake teeth to prove it. <laughs> um, played a lot of ball hockey as well. I, because we are in a small town, I played, you know, all school sports, track, basketball, volleyball, mm-hmm. Um, played softball, played tennis, played badminton, racquetball, football. We played with our friends. Uh, so played all different sports. And that really helped with the the knowledge of of, of helping kids in, in just not just hockey alone, but in other sports, but also giving the positive mind frame that you, if you want to be good at every sport, you got to kind of analyze it and so forth. So yeah. I was fortunate enough to grow up in a small town where I was allowed to do all that. My kids started playing hockey. My son's now 14, um, I got to know a lot of the hockey parents and, uh, and you know, and, and and being in a professional environment in States, I was not only playing hockey, um, I was always in the community as well. So I went out to hockey teams to help out. Um, I went to cancer units and that was, that didn't hit me till a little bit later on in life. Like, whoa, that was pretty amazing to be able to go talk to kids that, that had a short life and talking to parents. Uh, I went to, you know, malls to sign autographs, went to schools to educate them on Canada. Even though Tacoma was only two hours from Canada, they thought it was miles and miles and miles away. <laughs> yeah. Still thought we lived in igloos and uh, and so <laughs> forth. So, uh, you know, just being in the community, I was voted mo- uh, most popular player by the fans every year that I played in Tacoma. That's five years. And, you know, fast forward to 2020, um, Upna Hockey, three years in, uh, there was about over a thousand nominations and across North America got picked top 10 by the NHL, got t- picked top five, got picked top three. And then there was a voting and the voting is basically people are going to vote for you only if they believe in you or they support you. So I had votes coming from, you know, the, uh, the ice hockey community, the ball hockey community, um, Europe, where I played ball hockey for team India. So I run the team India ball hockey program there. Uh, so in Canada and, uh, and just, my ex-teammates, their families, or whoever I've kind of come across. And then obviously in India, um, they thought I was running for MLA or something. And uh, so that <laughs> so helped. Yeah, so that helped, right? And, uh, you know, when I got announced to be uh, the Willie O'Ree Community Hero Award, first of all, Willie is the first black player to play in the NHL. Yeah, uh, It's great for the NHL to have an award on his namesake. Uh, I you know with the two competitors that I was going against, uh, they're doing a great job. Alexandria Briggs Blake in in uh, in Washington, um, and John Hafferman in Columbus. So they, ha- I looked up them, and they have, you know, you're a representative. Uh, regardless if you win or lose, you're you're, all, you're grouped together in that category. You're helping the community. So uh, I was fortunate enough to win. It puts our kind of South Asian Punjabi uh, culture on the map.
0: Hundred uh, in.
1: In, in in the future i'll be the first person to ever win out of the south asians and nhl world, mm-hmm. and that didn't hit me till somebody told me about three months later i'm like i never thought about that yeah. and it, when you do these programs you don't look for accolades you look for just helping the community out right mm-hmm. and uh yeah. you know and i everybody's like you got to get into politics now i'm like that's the last thing i <laughs> would do <laughs> yeah. i'm not that you know i've had a you know a, a pretty good ride so far we have a lot of things that are planned for, uh, through up and hockey that we want to give back to the hockey community to the south asian community are yeah and, uh, and kind of pave a positive pathway for these kids not only just in hockey but in sports in general so yeah uh, it's
0: it's crazy because I feel like like you said there's so many ways when it comes to South Asian family you were blessed that you had a family that was very supportive and wanted you to be a part of the South Asian or part of the hockey community sorry and there's some parents that kind of stray away from that or kind of don't even encourage their daughters to play hockey. So how is it being a South Asian parent? Well, your first generation, how do you feel when it comes to your children? I know both of your kids are in hockey now. Um, Do you find it different for both of them or do you kind of just say, you know what, encourage both of them equally?
1: Yeah, equally. Uh, It was great. I wanted a daughter. I remember uh, holding her and and I go to her, Hey, I'm your dad. By the way, you're playing hockey. Right. And they all started laughing. I'm like, so the thing is, like, there's no difference, and I think that's what I want to be a, uh, an advocate from. It's not about, you know, hockey or the sport itself. It's a mindset, yep. you know. And you, the, 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 you know, we call it in Punjabi soch, you know. If yeah. the soch, if the mindset is to put your daughters in a position to play sports, then you got to go and do it. And you can't, you know, part of my uh, French half asset. You can't like, okay, I'll do hundred percent with my son and 40% with my daughter. Right. And they, they see it, the girls yeah. see it. And, and uh, so we had a podcast, or, sorry, we did a zoom call with a lot of girls, uh, yeah. sorry, all girl uh, zoom call. And we had a, a, a girl that from Toronto on Simran Sandu, she played hockey and mm-hmm. there's a couple other girls that played high level hockey. And the questions the girls ask is, do you get treated the same um, with your parents, if you have a brother or a cousin, a male cousin or a male, yeah. you know, a brother. And it's crazy that even in the second generation, they do see, and these are girls, like my niece asked that question, I believe. And, uh, and she's only, she was only eight or nine at that point. Yeah. So, so, you know, you do see that. And, uh, <laughs> and even when I was playing hockey as a male, people are like, Oh, you're not going to go anywhere. You're East Indian. Uh, they're not going to pick you. Uh, you're going to have challenges the ceiling is not it's it's a glass ceiling for you to to make it anywhere in hockey and and uh but um you know our culture can be very uh, positive and very negative there's two yeah. sides and yeah. uh, and uh but for for the for the women and the girls um you know i encourage every parent to put them in sports and be there and be involved manage help coach assistant coach the, the, the i'm on the ice with my daughter and she always like dad yeah. you on the ice today am Course, he was just checking, right? And-,
0: and that's just the thing. I think as parents, yeah. what we can do for a future generation is really encourage them by supporting their dreams. It doesn't, that's with sports, that's with everything, but more importantly, with sports, rather than kind of tearing them down, like 100%. instead of thinking yeah. it like that, why don't we put them in things that they enjoy? Because you never know. They always say, when you're happy with what you do, success chases you there. So it's almost we need to tailor. What does success look
1: like? But when my they're like, yeah. And then yeah. I became uh, uh, you know a power forward and I, yeah. I'm in the corners all the time. But but the biggest thing how I dealt with when I would hear uncles and 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 my parents would actually tell me like, oh, can to hockey it ignited a fire. Like, oh, let's see, let's do this. Right. Yeah. Beast mode. Right. So um, even at a young age, I, I, I didn't let, I had a, like a strong mind. Uh, now I'm like, when people see me now, they're like, Oh, you must be like a class clown when you're younger, you must be so popular. I was popular in the uh, athletic side, but socially I wasn't because I, I didn't want to do anything that my parents would be, you know uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, look negative on it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so socially I was probably, you know, very, very timid and and so forth. Um, and, but when dealing with the parents saying this, and I, I can, I can tell you exactly to my face, some parents saying things right from yeah. Calgary and in Sparrow, yeah. but it, but my parent, my dad's like, don't go in. A, like, you know, put people talk one through one ear out the other. Yeah. And uh, now they're all like wicked. You know, when I played yeah. pro hockey, they were like, you're getting paid." I'm like, yeah, play hockey. So you're getting paid. I'm like, yeah, it's not junior hockey. It's, you know, and they're like, well, and that took them by surprise. So
0: I think the biggest thing is, right? So if you at home are promoting it, if you at home are, Pouring in positive energy for your child, making sure you're supporting them, regardless of like that's just the way it is in the community. But if you at home are instilling in your child that confidence that they can do what they want to achieve, they can achieve what they want to achieve. They just need to really focus. It's not going to come just overnight. You have to work hard at it. But I think as parents, if we're doing that, that's a really big thing. Again, you have done so much for the community. You have done just so much in general for your family and then also extended family. You were part of the Bridge Club, so you helped so many youth and children through that as well. Do you have um, any last thoughts, any last opinions and how can people get a hold of you?
1: Oh, well, I'm on Instagram. Um, my number's open. I have a you know my pri- I have a public account. Um, on there is my email and my cell number, so it's easy. A lot of people have googled and my numbers come up uh, and so forth. Uh, people DM me uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, so a lot of people that want to kind of even to have me talk to their kids, like even parents, like, "Can you? My kid's playing basketball. He's he's losing focus." Or, you know, something, you know, a challenge and I and I'm ready to talk to them. Or from oh, we need a hockey equipment, we're new to hockey. I'll take them to a secondhand store where they get almost brand new equipment for one fourth of the cost, which a lot of people don't know about. So, and I take them there, I actually take them there and help them with the sizing and everything else. And uh, I've gone to pro hockey like with a bunch of Indian families that say, Hey, don't worry, I don't need secondhand stuff, like you know but all I need a shoulder pads or skates and I'll go there. And uh, so getting hold of me is, I don't think that's that difficult uh, right now. Uh, um, Google helps out uh, the, the social media platforms help out. So, um, and, and, you know, I made it a, a big mandate uh, for me uh, personally is to just uh, whenever somebody needs help, either for mentorship, hockey, anything else, anything else, I just want to be able to be there for them and, uh, and just, you know, provide any help or anything. So, well,
0: wow. thank you so much for taking the time today, Dampy. No it was lovely catching up with you. Um, again, we'll link all of Dampy's stuff in the description box. So please feel free to contact him. And I hope that you and Geep maybe both could come on one day. So we'll definitely sure. be hearing from you soon
1: definitely yeah uh thank you very much again you're doing a great job like this kind of stuff not that i'm on here but you know all the guests that you will have on there and and the positive conversations you have on there these do make a difference and i've uh, you know i the podcaster the new industry of getting information out positive information and people talk about the challenges that they face and uh and some of the positives that they're going through. So it's not everything is, you know, negatives can turn into positives and 100%. I wish you the best on this. And uh, yeah, you. if you want us both on there and uh, talk about, you know, the housework that uh, I have to do all the time, let me know. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> all right. I'm yeah. going
0: to end the recording here.